Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. I couldn't, I, I couldn't stand listening to him on Monday night. The number of times that he said, these two MVP candidates, teams loaded with young stars, an epic battle, an instant classic. He, he told us like 16 times that we were watching an instant classic. You know what, Joe? We know. We're watching it. <laughs> you know, we're, I'm aware of what I'm watching. He- You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. I'm Josh in Toronto. And I'm Skip in Montreal. In today's episode, we discuss NHL expansion, MLB hot stove, and reminisce about the Montreal Expos. But first, let's start with the National Football League. Okay, Skip, it's been a really long time since the last time we spoke, and um, we have a lot of things to catch up on. But um, before we get started with sports stuff, is yeah. it okay if I talk about something that has nothing to do with sports? I, I encourage that. Okay. It's just great to be talking to you. We haven't recorded, we skipped an episode, you know, so I'm so happy we're back on track. I know it's probably going to decrease the number of listeners because they're like, what's going on? Where's the episode? Where's the show? Derek <laughs> won't be able to do his ironing. <laughs> so what's what's bothering well, you? Well, actually, no, nothing's bothering me. Oh. I, I did have lunch with Derek um, since the last time you and I spoke. Oh, so yeah, you texted me about he's that. He's in yeah. Toronto quite often, so it was nice to see him. So I've said this to you many times, but not on any of our shows. Mm-hmm. I listen to other sports shows, whether it's radio or podcast or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I'm saying this and maybe it's a biased opinion, but I think that our show is just as good, if not better than all these other shows that get millions of viewers and listeners. <laughs> well, we have to keep telling ourselves that. No, but the thing is, like, I listen to the other shows and these people aren't any smarter than you and I. This is correct. And and all they do is they tell their opinion on things, which we give our opinion on things. And right. look, you know, we can talk about, you know, an upcoming game and I can say that the Chiefs are going to win or, or, or the Chiefs are going to lose or whatever it is. Yeah. And I could be right or I could be wrong and same with you. But all these other so-called experts who do the same thing, they're not always right either. Of course. So, so just because we're wrong sometimes doesn't mean our show is any less than their show. But we're right a lot. I think we are right quite a bit. Did you want to start with NFL? Because I want to have an example of that. The National Football League. Sure, let's start with NFL because I really have no clue what I want to start with. So two episodes ago, I told you that Mike McCarthy of the Packers, then of the Packers, would be fired the day after the season. And uh, you were like, oh, you weren't so sure. And then lo and behold, (laughs) the Packers made actually a shocking move. They fired him the day after a game, which is kind of like... It felt like an emotional firing, <laughs> you know, like a lot of times the coaches know they're going to get fired the day after or the week after the season ends. And here was like Monday morning. Here comes the announcement from the Packers. Mike McCarthy's fired. I think it actually happened on Sunday night. I think so, too. Like, I, I don't think so, too. It didn't. It, they didn't wait till Monday morning. They let him it, do his postgame press conference after the was game. It. And then I think he was fired an hour after that. You know, I've mentioned this before. Like, it's, it's one of the most... Not not shocking firings because obviously I told you he was going to be fired, but the timing of the of the firing was like really shocking. I was really surprised. That, well, I mean, uh, how it how it went down, you know? They lost a home game to Arizona. You you should never lose a home game to Arizona, especially if your home games are in Green Bay where it's freezing and snowing. Yeah. Uh, they, they've lost a lot of games this year. Their record's bad, obviously, 
And and they lost a lot of games where you feel like, how did they lose that game? Why did they lose that game? It seemed like they're, they're, they're like these 50-50 games that could kind of go either way. And, and they just don't come out on top. But it, but it reminds me of like, remember I told you like, I, it was three seasons ago. It was Chip Kelly's final season on the Eagles. <laughs> and I told you, I thought he was going to get fired. It's never happened. Obviously, it's never happened. It probably never will happen. I, I felt like he was going to get fired during a game <laughs> that year. <laughs> Chip Kelly. It was the Thanksgiving Day game and the Eagles were getting killed. And I was like, they got to fire him right now at halftime. Like, just let him go and say, leave, please. We don't need you anymore. Well, so this was as close to we've. This is as close as we've come to a coach being fired. Like literally, like game's over. You're you're gone. You know. Yes, yes. I've yeah. heard of. I've heard in college football. I think it was Lane Kiffin that got fired while I think they were on the plane on the way <laughs> back home from wherever their game was. Wow, that's amazing, right? I don't know if it was on the plane or either just before he got on the plane or just after he got off the plane, but it was one of those three scenarios. Right, right. Um, but then yes. Then there was this, as you said. But, you know, in defense of Mike McCarthy, I'm not saying that they should have fired him or should not have fired him. Yeah. That game, the last game that they lost, was not even his fault. It was Mason Crosby's fault. And you can go back about a month or two when there was another game that they lost because of Mason Crosby. He so if your, kicker, if your kicker can't kick, you know, yeah. what is what is a routine NFL kick... How is that the coach's fault? You're right. You're right. You know? And and the the intriguing thing about the Mike McCarthy stuff is because there's been so much rumors that, like, him and Aaron Rodgers don't get along. And then it's like the two don't fit together anymore. And then, of course, the day after he was fired, Aaron Rodgers said, I hope it's not my fault. And he kind of came out in defense of Mike McCarthy. But, I mean, I fully believe that it's like Aaron Rodgers got him fired. I fully believe that. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you you've heard all the stories like they don't agree on play calling and and yeah. Mike McCarthy was maybe too conservative and you've had you've had arguably one of if not one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the NFL for the last decade yeah. on your roster and you've won one Super Bowl. Yeah, now, and that was a while ago. Right. Now, having Aaron Rodgers on your team doesn't guarantee you winning Super Bowls, right. but you would think that they'd have a better record than that having Aaron Rodgers on your team. Yeah. I think it's just the way the season's gone. They had expectations. They thought we're going to win the division. The division's up for grabs. We're going to be in the playoffs. And now they're like, they're just at the bottom and and their, their, their season's essentially over, you know? So I I, I just, for me, the the timing of the move was the most interesting part of the whole thing. Whether he, who replaces him, who doesn't replace him. Does Mike McCarthy work again? I don't care about any of that stuff, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) So have you been following Lee? I mean, look, it's been two weeks since we recorded, um, we never even, I mean, maybe this is old news already and I, it is old news. Like, do you, do you even want to talk about Kareem Hunt or, um, sure. I'll talk about it. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to, so I have nothing prepared, but, yeah. um, I mean, what can you say? There was video of it. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like there's any question of what happened. Yeah. In fact, I'm, I, I think other stuff happened that they didn't capture on video that you can't see. You're sure. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, if I was the Kansas City Chiefs, I would have done the same thing and released him immediately. But but from what I understand, the Chiefs knew something happened because this happened, you know, nine months ago, I think. Right. right. And they knew something happened nine months ago. They just hadn't seen the video. They so, said they asked him. From what I read, they said they asked him about it right after it happened. And he said, oh, this is nothing. And then they said, okay. 
It's nothing. And that well, was that's it. that's not really much of an investigation, but um, no, it's not. <laughs> so you know, I, I it's just it, it amazes me every time something like this happens how how dumb these athletes are. Right. <laughs> like how right. like in this day and age, how do you not realize that this is something that is a bad idea, especially in a hotel? Like, how come all this stuff happens in hotels where there's cameras everywhere? Well, nothing good ever happens in a hotel. <laughs> That's true, actually. But it's just like they're they're not smart. They're just not smart. Uh, they're not. I mean, obviously, he's not a good person. Like, he, like, look what he did. He basically kicked a kicked a, a woman when she was on the ground. Mm-hmm. And and like and he's just not showing. It's just it's like it's just sheer stupidity. Do you think he'll ever? Do you think he'll come back into the league at some point? Yes, I do. You do. Oh yeah, because all yeah, they care about in likes, the NFL is can stuff. you play? Yeah, and he. But can also, play. everybody likes like a redemption story. You know, like he's gonna all will be forgiven, and he's gonna be reformed, and he's gonna say I made a mistake, and then they'll well, someone will welcome him. With a, I mean, Michael Vick came back to play again, and granted, yeah. that wasn't a human; it was a dog, but still. Yeah. Um, and then who's the guy that uh, the Dallas Cowboys signed? I forget his name. After he was convicted of something. He's in MMA now. Um, yeah, I forget his name. So, yeah. So, he'll come back. Because also, Kareem Hunt isn't exactly old yet. And so, so he still has, you know. He was a rookie last year. Yeah, he still has, a, you know, I was going to say he still has a long career ahead of him. I'm not going to go that far. But, no. but yes, I do think he'll be back in the league. Pretty gutsy, um, though, by the Chiefs, though. Don't you think? Like, they're Super Bowl contenders and now... They released yep. one of their best guys. Except why did they wait till now? Because Well, they waited till now because TMZ paid someone for the video. So so you're telling me that they didn't see the video until I did? Like or that's maybe they, they saw it an what, hour that's before. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. So either either they didn't see the video till all of us did, or mm-hmm. they did and they just chose not to do anything. Right. We don't know. We don't know. Right. And what about what about speaking of uh, you know, questionable characters in the NFL for, mm-hmm. for two hundred, Alex? This there was a guy that was released and then the Redskins signed him Reuben Foster yeah the Niners the Niners released this guy because apparently he hit his girlfriend and then 24 hours later the Redskins signed him what what are the Redskins thinking well the Redskins are a joke honestly no but I mean it's a joke I get that they're a joke on the field. I get that. Yeah. But no, no, they're a joke of the organization. There's nobody in that organization that said, wait a minute, this is not a good idea. We shouldn't sign him. That's so stupid, honestly. It shows such poor, poor judgment by the Redskins and poor, like, reading reading the tea leaves, so to speak. Like, you don't realize that there's going to be a backlash by doing this. I mean, he hasn't played and he may not play, but the fact is they did pick him up. Now, in fairness to Reuben Foster, and I'm not trying to defend him, yeah. Apparently, this same girl made a same same accusation about a year ago, and then yeah. afterwards said, "Oh no, I made that up. I just wanted to get money. He actually didn't do anything to me." But so then now she had another statement where she said, "Oh, he really did do all that stuff, but I said after I said he didn't do it because I still love him." So, in other words, it's hard to know what's what's fact and what's fiction in this situation. Well, of course. I'm not saying course. that she's making it up, and I'm yeah. not saying that it's completely true either, but yeah. you and I will never know. No, we'll never know. Who knows what's going to happen with this guy? I don't know. And and Kareem Hunt, I don't It's just the NFL is a bit of a joke when it comes to the, They are a joke when it comes to all this stuff, right? The fact of the matter that anybody could still pick up Kareem Hunt, that he's he's available. Like, the NFL didn't suspend him. It's the Chiefs, right? 
The NFL um, just doesn't want to get involved. The Chiefs cut him. The Chiefs cut him, but he but someone else could pick him up. He's not suspended by the league. I think he is on the suspended list, but oh, he's somebody on, he's on the the commissioner's exempt list means like he's still getting paid. Right. Yes. And 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 another team can pick him up actually. I but mean, they can't play him. To me, but to me, they the can NFL pick him is up. so scared. They're so scared to like do anything after like the Ray Rice and and all the other things that they botched that they they just they don't even want to do anything now. They're just going to leave it to the teams and and say like, oh, "Look, the team it's just the team's responsibility. We're not going to do anything." I I, and 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 you know what I said a year ago and 2 years ago and 3 years ago, it's it's not the league's responsibility. It's not the team's responsibility. Yeah. It's the law. Like the legal yeah. authorities need to do something. Right. If he's found guilty and he goes to jail, then you cut him. If he's let him have his day in court, right? Yeah. I mean, forget about whether he's allowed to play football ever again or not. Like, should he be prosecuted by the law? That's my question. But the difference is, in this case, there's this video, and we've seen what he's done. So there, that should be an open and shut case. I know know there's no such thing as an open and shut case. It should be. But the Chiefs are basically like, we don't want this guy on our team. We saw what he did, you know, so. So there was one other NFL thing that I wanted to talk about, and that is, I think it was in week uh, 13, the Jaguars... Beat the Colts six nothing. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is: In 2018, in the NFL, <laughs> with all these crazy high scores, how do you get it. a final score of six nothing? That's like that should be the score, maybe in the first quarter of the game. It's it's a very very difficult season to like get a handle on, because just when you think there's no more defense in the league, then there's this six nothing game, and don't forget. The Colts, just like the week or two before, scored a million points. And Andrew Luck was like unstoppable. And they threw for a million touch. He threw for like four or five touchdowns in the same game. I know because I played against him in fantasy and he got like a, a 60 points or something. He lit you up. So like they're putting up like all kinds of points. And then the week after they can't score at all. Now I know the Jaguars defense is pretty good, but they haven't been that good this year. Like the Jaguars suck, right, as a team. So um, I just can't put my, I can't like, didn't handicap didn't, anything didn't the Jaguars anymore. didn't the Jaguars just get lit up by Derrick Henry two nights ago? They did, yeah. He killed them for touchdown. Yeah. Derrick Henry. I haven't heard that name in years. So I'm in the car yesterday, driving my son just to um the bus because it's complicated for him to get to school. So I take him like to one bus stop. Mm-hmm. So uh I'm like, who does anybody have Derrick Henry in your fantasy? And he looks at me and he's like, he's not happy. And he's like, I had him on my bench. <laughs> I said, oh, that sucks. He goes, to make, to make matters worse, I have Leonard Fournette and I used him instead. And he only got six points. Right. Yeah. So No, but yes, I don't know how. So that, that 6 nothing game. So I don't yeah. understand how Jacksonville, as, as, as bad as their offense may be, to only get six points. I don't get that. And then even worse, how does a team get shut out in the NFL? I, like a shutout in the NFL, it's unheard of. Especially when there's teams scoring 50 points a game. Yeah, and, and Indianapolis, as you said, Andrew yeah. Luck had won like five straight games or something like that. He'd been he'd been hot lately up until that game. Yeah. You know, I get that Jacksonville is supposed to be, like you said, one of the better defensive teams in the league, but they haven't been this year. Not at all. And to lose six nothing, I just it didn't make any sense to me. I was I'm stunned by you, that. I can't figure out anything in this year in the NFL. Just when you think you know what's going on, you know, 
Cowboys are three and five. You think they're down and out. Now they're the favorite to win the division. You know, uh, there's tons of stories like this. You know, the Tennessee Titans beat the Patriots and then the next week they get killed. And and like, like there's no rhyme or reason to anything that goes on. The the, the, the Saints scored uh, like f- scoring like 40 points every week. And then all of a sudden they, they can't beat the Cowboys, you know, at home. You know, so like it, the whole thing was why the whole season's like a roller coaster. And that is why I'm close to last place in my football pool. Yeah, because you can't figure anything out. Right. You might, although, well just, you might as well just do it random. Although there are 79 people ahead of me who apparently can figure things out. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so what I've done, just to let you know, um, in this pool, if you finish dead last, yeah. you get you get your money back. Oh, so, so you're trying to tank. There's I'm a tanking tr- there's I'm, a tanking option. I'm trying to tank, but the thing is it's it's against the spread. So <laughs> it's not that easy to tank. It's not it's like you can just pick all the bad teams because the they might cover the, the spread. The spread is the great equalizer either way. Right. right. So so anyway, I made all these picks like hoping to get them all wrong. Yeah. We'll we'll see how I end up doing in the end. You'll probably but, have your best week ever. <laughs> I might. But the funny part is if I actually do get them all wrong, yeah. that means all I had to do was pick the opposite and I would have got them all right. <laughs> you're playing games with your – you're playing head games with yourself. Exactly. No good could come of that. No good could come of that at all. Anyhow. It reminds me last year we talked about the New York Jets. We're like – they should be tanking. They should be trying to lose every game. And then somehow they're winning games, right? Mm-hmm. And their fans are like, what are you guys doing? We want the first pick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for NFL. Other than looking ahead to Sunday's games, which there are not there's only really There's any... only one good game. No. I, I think two. Okay. Which two? Well, the Eagles-Cowboys. <laughs> oh, that's not even a good game. <laughs> it's, it's only a good, a good game, game for me. me. Uh, for you, it is. But you know what? I have to tell you about the Eagles. Yeah. Yes, they're in the hunt. Yeah, but they're not they good. Act, they actually have not beaten anyone good. So all their wins that they have, I don't care yeah, about yeah. any of those wins. They haven't beaten any good teams. The Cowboys, I'm stunned. They've won four in a row, but they've yeah. actually beaten some good teams. Yeah, well, and Saints, if I'm not mistaken, huge. the game is in Dallas, right? It is, yes. It's, it's going to be an uphill battle for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So the other good game this week is the, um, where is it? The Bears, right? The Rams and the Bears. Yeah, that's that's the game I was going to say. That's well, the that's best game the of the Sunday week. Night. That's the Sunday night game now? As it so, should be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was originally. At this point in the season, I think... Uh, no, they flexed it in. They flexed, they flexed it in, it. right? Yes. It uh, should be good. We're, we're This is like... You know, there's a lot of Bears fans out there. We know a few. Mm-hmm. Costa and Chicago. Who, yeah. Who... And I mean, I, and I, I have actual people that I work with in Chicago that are Bears fans and they're they're like they want to love their team and, and they want to get behind the team and they are getting behind the team but they're like something's telling them like eh, I don't know how good they are we're winning games but I don't know how good we are there's like this doubt and a lot of it is about the quarterback so this is kind of a little bit of a test for the Bears we're going to really see how they stack up especially going against a team like the Rams this game to me is is a very hard game to pick I'm never never mind against the spread. Just right. who's going to win the game? Because normally on a neutral field, like if this were the Super Bowl, I'd pick the Rams. Yeah, but it's in Chicago. It's going to be cold, especially because it's a night game. Yeah. Um, so the Rams have to travel, and they're used to playing in nicer weather. Yeah. And the Bears they need a real they need a win really badly because they lost last week. So um, they might not necessarily win their division. Although everyone else in their division also lost sucks. last week. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, I would take the Rams. I'm not a I'm I'm not a believer in the Bears. I and and I think the Rams are just a better team. So we'll see. We're gonna really see the Bears. Bears fans and people that follow the team seem to think it's a really good defense, and I'm not sure it's a really good defense. I think it's just okay. You know, I think they have a good pass rush. I think they have Khalil Mack. I I think they're they're a better than average defense, but I don't know if it's they're gonna really be able to stop the Rams. The National Hockey League. Can we talk about hockey for a few seconds? I'd love to. That's the only other real thing I wanted to talk about. So, a few things. Yeah. So, you know that uh, the save that Carey Price made on Alex Ovechkin a few weeks ago? Yeah. I'm sure you've seen the replay a million times just like me. Yeah, yeah. well, it was on like the TSN... Uh, right. Whatever they call it. Right, uh, right. Uh, play one, of the one day. V, one, one v, v one. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. afterwards, Ovechkin goes over and, you know, pats him on the back. Nice save, whatever. Yeah. Um. So I've seen it a million times and they have like several different different angles of it as well. Yeah. Because these days they have like 17,000 different cameras in the arena. It's total fluke. What's a fluke? The save. <laughs> well, that's not even what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Every replay I've seen, every angle I've seen... I still haven't seen him actually make a save. Right, but and, obviously the puck does hit something and go over the net, right? Well, it might have been it might have been high, like it might have been going high. Yeah. Like I don't know if he actually made a save because look at every single angle they show you. Look at like you never see the puck hitting Carey Price in any right. of those in any of those replays. Right. I'm so I mean have to review it. I'm gonna go frame by frame. The only reason I I I think that he actually made made the save is because yeah. Ovechkin, Ovechkin went over to him, him and said, you know, nice save or whatever. But how come you're thinking about this? It's like because old. no, because I saw it again the other day, and I'm like, you know what? I want to see this because the first time I saw it, I don't remember him actually making a no, save. I never saw. I never saw it. Either. And then I looked at it again, like, and still I can't see him making a save. <laughs> That's wild. You would think that in this day and age, they would have an angle that showed it, but no, they don't. The other thing. So do you, do you want to talk about current stuff in the NHL? Like actual things that happen? Yeah. So I'm a little bit surprised. So the Canadians this year. The Canadians. There's, there's two huge stories in the league and you want to talk about the Canadians. Yes, I do. (laughs) Okay. Because I, I don't understand this team. First of all, okay. They won two in a row, but they won against Ottawa. So it doesn't mean anything. But Ottawa's the team that they have to beat. That's all. That's that's well, the team no, they're fighting I mean, with. They're not they're I don't think the Canadians are gonna make the playoffs anyway, even mm-hmm. if they just beat Ottawa. Um but what I don't understand is they've in in the last month, they've placed all these guys on waivers. Normally yeah. normally the good good teams place guys on waivers because they're so good that they have no room for these lousy guys. But the yeah. Canadians are not so good that they don't have room for lousy guys. So they've placed Xavier Ouellette, Nikita Sherback, Carl Alsner, and I think there's another guy that whose name I'm forgetting. Well, they sent Victor Mete down, but he's not on waivers. Right, and then they just got rid of Thomas Plakanich. Yeah. But like, this is not the behavior of a bad team. This is the behavior of a good team. Well, this is the behavior of a of a GM that made a lot of mistakes and bad signings, and he's kind of come to terms with them and said, "You know what? I screwed up. I'm not going to keep playing these guys. I'm not going to. I'm not going to just reinforce my bad decision by more bad decisions. You know, it's time to like end that." So Alsner was a bad signing. They 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 put him on waivers. No one claimed him. They sent him down. Mm-hmm. Victor Mete was struggling. He's 20 years old. 
we're not going to just keep having him struggle. We're going to send him down. Hopefully he'll 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 develop, right? Xavier Willette is a nothing. He's a 12th defenseman on a normal team. But what about Nikita Sherback? When he was signed... They gave or, up on him. They he, just I gave up on he's him. He's not an old guy. No, like, he, he, he never... He had all this promise and hope and, and everything. Yeah, he was a first-round pick, and I think that they never actually gave him a chance, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, there's all kinds of stuff you're hearing. Basically, he doesn't work hard. He doesn't even try. He's not He's not trying to develop as a player. He thinks he's got all this talent, and he's just going to come in and, and, and you know, dominate. And he, he hasn't dominated at any level since they've drafted him. Did anyone you know? pick him up? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't I, think so. The other guy, I forgot his name, is uh, Jacob De La Rose, who's now playing on the Red Wings. Well... It's Whatever. too bad that they. It's too bad that they they let him go. It's this is also like the story of Bergerman's career is that he doesn't know how to manage assets. So like guys, he has guys on his team that they just lose for nothing. Delarose had a lot of chances. He had a lot of chances. He played in the big. He played on the 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 main team. He played on the Canadians for a lot of games, and he's never ever going to be an offensive player. Like they drafted him in the second round. He had a lot of. He's a big guy who can skate, but mm-hmm. he has no skill. Right, so wasn't he on the top line for like a week last year? Maybe Everybody he was. He was the things. answer. Yeah, he was. Well, I don't know about that. If he was the answer, we, that's why we were in trouble. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about like the actual stories that are happening in the league this week? Go ahead. Seattle is getting a team. That was the worst kept secret on the planet. No, but this is what I want to ask you. What is the team going to be called? What's the name of the team going to be? I have Seattle no idea. What? I have no idea. You I've didn't heard look online. You didn't. Try I, no, to no, see no. I, I saw. I saw all these like potential names, yeah. um, like Seattle Rain, spelled R E I G N. Um, stupid. Seattle Star Buccaneers. Well, that those are jokes. All the ones yeah. with Starbucks are jokes. Um, but like the lattes or the you know. I don't. So I don't know what they're going to be called. But does it matter? I don't know. What What did you hear? I don't know. Well, Brian Sloan, friend of the show who lives yes. in the Seattle area, said they're going to be called the Breakers. Okay. I'm like that's not a bad name. I thought of the you know how you have these team names that are like um like the Heat or yeah. the Lightning not not ending in S. Yeah, I right? don't like those. No, so what about the Seattle Grunge? That actually would be cool. But what's their logo <laughs> going to be? Like a guy playing guitar? Eddie Vedder? <laughs> I don't know. Or Kurt but like, Cobain? But this is what makes our show so great because Everybody's talking about the Seattle expansion team, and all I'm thinking about is what's the name of the team going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all. I, that's the only thing I cared about. What I what I was thinking Supersonics? about Supersonics would they even go there? Supersonics? Well, no, because they're trying to get a basketball team back. They could still they could still have the the same name. No? I guess they could. Um, when when I when I heard about it, yeah, my first question was not what what's the name of the team going to be. My first question was. Why are they waiting until 2021? That's eons from now. I know, and they say it's because they need to do the renovations in the in the arena, which which I get because when you watch when you watch the like you said when you watch the games right now in Brooklyn when the Islanders play, mm-hmm. it's a joke. Well, hold mean, on, but but Brooklyn's on a brand new arena, the Barclays. I know, I know, but it's not. But what I'm saying is, it's not made for hockey, right? You have oh. you have a car in the first ten rows behind the glass, right? Right. The, 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 because the arena is like they basically stuck a hockey rink into arena that couldn't handle it, which I don't really get either. But so I guess they want to avoid that situation in in the well, and yes. it's old, right? It's, so they're going in the Key Arena, which is not a new building. Mm-hmm. Right? It is old. I've actually been to the Key Arena for a basketball game many years ago. 
Um, <laughs> wow. And so I, I actually, it's funny you mentioned Brian Sloan because he called me the other day um, yeah. and he was telling me that, so the roof of the building is considered a historical landmark. Of so, the key arena? Yes. So they Ooh. can't touch the roof. They oh can do God. all the renovations they want, but they can't touch the roof. But why the roof? Because I guess when you see it in the overhead shots, it has some significance. Uh, I'm like, not. I'm not sure. And weird. so, and so that's what makes it more difficult to do the renovations when you can't mm-hmm. touch the roof. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the real reason that they're waiting until 2021 and they're never going to say this is because there's going to be a lockout, and they don't want the team to start before the lockout. This is true, actually. I didn't. I hadn't thought of that. But that's that's very plausible. That's like a possible scenario. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that that's why. But like, so I don't know what they're supposed to do now for three years. Twiddle their thumbs. I mean, they can't draft any players. Well, they're gonna have the same expansion rules as what Vegas had. Which yeah. Is so they should they should have a decent them. they should have a decent team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for the people of Quebec City. But so I think do I. That's screwed. I mean, but it's not a surprise. Like you said, everybody's known that Seattle's getting the team, right? Right, Quebec's right. Not, it's not a surprise. I mean, they needed another team in the West to balance things out. They couldn't. They have too many teams in the East as it is. But but the thing is, um, so they said there's Gary Bettman said no more expansion. This is it. So if Quebec's not getting an expansion team, he's come out and said it. We're not. A, this is it for the foreseeable future. Right. But but like what I. I told you I listened to um, the 31 Thoughts podcast with mm-hmm. Elliot Friedman, mm-hmm. and he's speculating, and he knows, he, he's an in, he's really a hockey insider, that um, in their back pocket, they have Quebec City in case Phoenix just folds. Oh, okay. Well, but that would screw up the alignment. But how <laughs> many times have we heard that Phoenix is leaving Phoenix and then they never left? Since the day they became a franchise. Right. So, like, I'm not holding my breath. No, no, I'm not either. But I mean, if you're a Quebec City hockey fan, which there are many, yeah, maybe you're holding out hope on Phoenix, right? Which kind of sucks. That's like what we went through as Expo fans recently. Like, oh, Tampa said that they're gonna fold. Maybe we're gonna get you know, like you're you're rooting for a team to you're rooting for another market. You're rooting for someone else's pain. You know, if you're, a, I mean, there are Phoenix fans, right? So can you imagine those the pain of those fans when they lose their team. You know. Okay, so there's two is, things I want to say, and I. Don't let me forget. One is, I've heard rumors that if Calgary doesn't get a new arena, they're going to leave Calgary. Been, but I, I don't believe that for a second. I think it's just the the team kind of holding, trying to hold one over the city. Of course. But I, I can't imagine Calgary ever leaving. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and then along those same lines, nothing to do with hockey, but I'm sure you heard the rumors in the last year or two that the Oakland A's were going to move to Montreal. Well... Just about a week ago, they announced that they're building this brand new fancy yeah. baseball stadium in Oakland. Yeah. Um, so if they're actually going to build that, the Oakland A's are not going to Montreal. No. That, oh, I mean, it never. I never really understood why Oakland played in that piece of garbage stadium. Like when they're building, like, do you see the arena that they built for the the Warriors? And like, like there's there's tons of money in the Bay Area. The the Bay Area is like one of the richest places in the country. I know, right? and and, the, and where the A's play baseball and where the Raiders used to play football, it's like a slum. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So the other big news in hockey. Yeah. How are things in Toronto with uh, William Nylander back? <laughs> so it's interesting because the Leafs have been having a good season. Yeah, they're having great. They're doing and, great. And, um, and they've been doing it without William Nylander. Right. And then that's all you heard about every single day of the year up until, and even now, up until today. 
And right. so to be honest, when I didn't hear anything on, it was Saturday, when I didn't hear anything by like Saturday around noon, I'm like, well, it's not going to happen because it's not like you can just sign a contract in 10 seconds and, and it's not like making a transaction in fantasy sports. He you, said he signed it five minutes before five o'clock. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, and I heard about it like a little bit after five o'clock, like at 5.07 is when I found out. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, good for them for signing him. He's getting a lot of money in the first year and then less money in in, in yeah. later years, which is smart for them because they have but, but, cap yeah. space this year. So they might as well do that. But what he wanted was a, a, a contract of many years, which is what he got. He didn't want yeah, but he also wanted, contract. I think, eight mil a year, and they wanted to give him six, and they pretty much split the difference because he's getting six point nine. Right. Okay. I mean, average is six point nine. He's getting ten this year, and then it gets yeah. lower next year. Right. Um, they're going to have the same issue next year with uh, Matthews and Marner. They are going to have a huge issue, and at some point they may have to make a decision, right? Because it's going to be hard to keep. They've always known. If they haven't known, they're stupid. So I'm oh, no, no, they're they've not known. stupid. But they've always known they're going to have a problem fitting all these guys under the cap, especially with Tavares also on the team. When, when right after they signed him, and then um, they showed because he didn't play. I think the first two games after they signed him, they wanted to get him into game shape, shape which he still isn't. No, um, he looked terrible the first game. But his first game that he played, they showed the line combinations on the screen just before yeah. the game, and I'm I'm looking at him like. This team is very impressive. Like you it's have amazing. you have Matthews and Nylander on one line and you have Tavares and Marner on the second line. Like whatever, you can flip-flop those two. I don't know which one's better than the other. But it's not just I that. can't it's think of another team because, that has that kind of offense. But they also have Nazem Kadri as their third-line center who scored like 20 goals last year, right? So Right. I mean, I I'm not a I'm not a huge Nazem Kadri fan. No, but as a third-line center, I think he's pretty good. As a third-line center, he's fantastic. (laughs) I don't think he's a top two, you know, top six forward, whatever. I don't think he belongs on the top two lines. But they have incredible amount of offense. Yeah. Um, And they have a very good goalie. I'm not going to say they have the best goalie in the league. He's good. But he's good enough. You know, you don't have to have the Vezina winning goalie on your team to win the Stanley Cup anymore. No, you don't. Well, good for them. I mean, uh, you know my theory about holdouts. A lot of times they end badly. You know, you hold out and then you come back and you get injured or things just don't go well. You don't fit in. There's a lot of times where these holdouts backfire. So we'll see what happens. Actually, I don't know if you heard this. After practice yesterday, um, I think it was yesterday. So Nylander and uh, Kapanen... We're, yeah. dri- we're driving together, leaving practice, and they got into an accident. Oh, boy. I didn't now, know that. Now, a very minor accident. I don't mm-hmm. think there were any injuries, but, you know, just it's it's big news in this city. It is? Yeah. <laughs> they, they're sending all the reporters out to the scene of the accident? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sure. I'm sure they're – I'm sure, like, Nylander's being stalked right now. They want to know everything he's doing, what he's eating for breakfast. Interesting that he, he likes – he's wearing Ken Dryden's number 29. Yeah, well, isn't that the number he always wore? I, it is, but I mean, yeah. I don't see many players wearing that number. number. Yeah, it's, it's a goalie number. Well, it used yeah. to be a goalie number. Yeah. Now goalie numbers are like, they have so many numbers on, on teams, it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> so that's that's all I got for hockey. Major League Baseball. I have a lot of baseball talk, by the way. Actually, I wanted to start with baseball. I only have one thing about baseball, and I'm sure it's one of the things that you have, but go ahead. Well, I have a few things. Mm-hmm. 
Um, first of all, if I'm a fan of the Seattle Mariners, we talked about the Seattle hockey team, or mm-hmm. or the Arizona Diamondbacks, or even the LA Angels, yeah, these fans probably feel like you and I felt in 1994 or 95 or, or whenever. Um, yeah. Because the Diamondbacks basically got rid of well, they traded Paul Goldschmidt and they let Patrick Corbin go for nothing. Right. The Mariners traded Gene Segura, Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz, Alex Colomay in two separate trades, but still. Yeah. Yeah. And the I don't L- mind that. I don't mind the Seattle trade. I don't think Cano's even good, and I don't mind that one as much. And the LA Angels let Garrett Richards go for nothing. Yeah, well, that's okay. It's really the Goldschmidt that bothers me. Um. So it's like it's it's very clear that there are some teams that are actually trying to win and acquire players mm-hmm. like like the New York Mets for example yeah um and the Philadelphia Phillies and the Washington Nationals and the St. Louis Cardinals yeah. um and and the Boston Red Sox like they're trying to keep their their team intact and right. then there are other teams that just don't care and so what you saw last year remember I think Baltimore finished 50 games out of first place they were 50 games out on July 1st I think so there's no more you know, mediocre teams. There's, you have the upper echelon teams and you have the cellar dwellers and there's nothing in between. But the thing that bothered me, and I'm sure it's the same thing that's bothering you about what the D-backs did, Mm. is Goldschmidt wasn't a free agent now. He has one more year and then he was going to become a free agent. Right. Well, they have to trade him before that if they want to get something for him. Well, the thing is, you, you have to make a decision. Like, do we want our team to be in contention? Or or do we are we going to be in a constant rebuild? Because they could they could trade him at the trade deadline, or they you know right yeah, or risk getting nothing for him, which is bad. I understand that's bad, but like they're not a bad team, Arizona. They no, no, they five hundred. They, they were a good team this the, year. Yeah, they were in the hunt for the wild card all the way through. They um, made the playoffs two years ago. But now, what they've said to their fans is, we are not going to be good this year. So why would you even want to go? I, yeah. would, as a fan, why would you want to go? I see mean, them? it's listen. It's when the Expos got rid of you know Larry Walker, course, Marquise Grissom, um, John Wetland, and but most of those guys they got rid of when they became free agents. They just didn't get anything for them. This is like he has one year left. They can still play with one year of Paul Goldschmidt and try to do something. Well, know? the Detroit Tigers did the same thing when they traded Verlander to Houston. Detroit t- Tigers have traded everybody. That's they their they got rid of Verlander. They got rid of Scherzer. They got rid yeah. of. All these guys. The whole league is full of ex-Tigers that are all-stars. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, seeing all this that's going on in the Mm offseason is just making me actually kind of happy that the Expos don't have a team, or I should say Montreal doesn't have a team. Well, we'd be in a con- we're, we'd be, we were in a constant rebuild, and and it would be the same thing. It would, it would be the same thing if there was a team in Montreal right well, now. Well, that's that's how the Major League Baseball is. There's no salary cap. So I mean, yes, there's the the tax, the yeah. luxury tax, but basically the rich teams are the teams that are really good, and the other teams to be good need a perfect storm of prospects coming together at the same time, right? By the way, did you ever finish that Jonah Carey book? Yeah, I did. Okay. I didn't love it. I'd, sorry, Jonah, but... <laughs> you were so excited to meet him at Co- in Cooperstown. I, I still that love the That was the only guy. reason you went to Cooperstown. I still love the guy. I still think he's great. <laughs> but, like, I, what I should do is actually I should read the other book that he wrote, The Extra 2%, the book about the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. I probably would enjoy that more. Okay. Because everything... Everything 
three quarters of what was in this book, mm-hmm. I knew already. But there was some stuff that you didn't know. Yes, of course there's stuff I didn't know. But most most everything in this book, I knew it all because I lived it. I lived through it. Okay. Right? That doesn't make know, it a bad book. No, it doesn't make it a bad book, but it's not it's not I didn't learn any I didn't learn very much. All right. And in fact, the ending it's very painful for, for me to I, I don't wanna I don't wanna read about the demise of the team. It just gets me upset. Right? I did enjoy the beginning of the book where they talked about the origins of the team because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff there that I didn't know. Right. You know, all the wheelings and dealings, how they got the team, the Jerry Park and all this stuff. So oh so sticking with baseball and the expos. Oh, the Expos. I don't really necessarily want to give any airtime to this person whose name I'm going to mention. But I found out some stuff about him this week that surprised me. So on Zelig? No. Oh. I'm not sure who I dislike more, Bud Selig or David Sampson. But listen to this. <laughs> so yeah. so I just found out some stuff about him this week by accident that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, we know him as Jeffrey Loria's stepson. Yes. He's no longer Jeffrey Loria's stepson. That's right. I didn't know this. I, I had heard about that. That's yeah. one thing I didn't know. The second thing I didn't know is when Loria left or sold the Marlins to mm-hmm. to Derek Jeter, I believe. Yeah. Well, his group, Derek Jeter's group. Right. Yeah. Um, Derek Jeter fired David Sampson. Yeah. Sampson's not part of anything now. No, I didn't know that either. I knew it because I heard him on a radio show, probably with Dan Lebetard, because he was often on Lebetard's show. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a Florida-based thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was when he was able, after he was fired, he was able to talk a little more freely about mm-hmm. things. Still didn't make him a good person. Oh, no. He's still a schmuck. Yeah. But then, finally, the last thing that I learned about David Sampson this week that I didn't know is that he is um, a baseball analyst on CBS Sports HQ. Really? Yeah. Which that's, I did I didn't even know that. That is a and crime in itself. I'm not sure that, what that qualifications sh- he has to be a baseball analyst. That's an insult to all other baseball analysts. Yeah. Well, he was a president of a major league team. Right, but so, he he was not making baseball decisions. At least I hope he wasn't. Well, they were financial. Financial, I mean, but he wasn't it, saying should we trade this guy for that guy? No, I don't think so. So anyway, so he's an MLB analyst on CBC Sports HQ. Sorry, CBS Sports HQ. That's an insult to all other baseball analysts and fans. Anyway, just <laughs> I was surprised to learn all this about him. And, you know, well, I'm, I'm maybe I'm late to the game because this is all old news, but I was just very surprised to hear all this. Cool. The, the reason I found out is because there's a story that came out a few days ago where Samson was saying or actually said – that the general manager of the San Diego Padres shouldn't yeah. be allowed in Major League Baseball. Now, forget for a minute whatever the general manager of the San Diego Padres did. Yeah. He basically, apparently, he he had two different medical reports on certain players yeah. and would give the incorrect medical report to teams that were interested in acquiring that player. Right. Which is a terrible thing to do. However, I think David Sampson is the last person that should be saying that person shouldn't be allowed in Major League Baseball because he should never have been allowed in Major League Baseball. <laughs> I mean, what they did to the to the franchise in Florida, I mean. Yeah. Never mind. For, forget about Montreal. Like, well, those, for, put Montreal aside. Just what they did in Florida, you know, so. 
Before we sign off, remember you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of the Skip and Josh podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple, Stitcher, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify. And if you listen um, through Apple, please leave us a review. You can send us an email at skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at skipandjosh. And you can like and follow our Facebook page. And as always, skipandjosh.com has all the links to subscribe to everything. We leave you with this. I don't know if you know this. There's an actress in the movie called um, Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, I saw the movie. Fantastic. I haven't seen the movie, but her name, her real name, not the name in the movie. Her real name is Aquafina. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, she's hysterical. That's an interesting name for for, <laughs> for, for, for a human. Yes. Because it's the name of a water. Well, maybe she had the name first, maybe. Don't you oh, think? She's okay. like 20-something years old. Okay. That's it? That's your. That's all you got? I got a couple other things. <laughs> this, is, this is like a totally random thing. I just, when I heard that there was someone named Aquafina, I just, it startled me. And uh, speaking of actresses, yeah, I was watching a hockey game the other day, and at the at the Kings game, there was an Alicia Cuthbert sighting. I haven't seen oh. her in a long time. I don't know what she's up to these days. Most of her shows, I, well, she was on a Netflix show called The Ranch. That was the last thing I've seen her done, so... And finally, the last thing I wanted to mention is that today at 5.30 on TSN, you can watch Duke versus Yale. Versus Yale, the Yaleys. Yes. Yeah, that should be. What's the spread? I don't know. I can find out. It's probably big. So in the in the uh, category of recommendations, I have a podcast that I'm loving. It's called Planet Money. Mm. It's, it's put out by NPR, National Public Radio. Mm-hmm. They're uh, the ones that do cereal, no? Yeah. No, uh, well, loosely affiliated, yes. Um, it's really fantastic. It's 20 to 30 minute episodes and they talk about something related to money, loosely related to the money, to economy. So for example, um, there was an episode about why the prices of food at sports stadiums and arenas are so expensive. Um, how, how come, why the cheap vodka and the most expensive vodka are actually the same thing. So if you're paying more for expensive vodka, you're getting scammed. And also an episode about like this company, this website that publishes people's mug shots after they get arrested and basically extorts money from them to take them down. You got to listen to it. There's a million great episodes and it's so well done. And I'm loving every episode that I listen to. All right. So I'll talk to you uh, next week. Next week. Okay. We're going to get back on schedule. Yeah. And then in a few weeks, we're going to have our year-end extravaganza. I look forward to that. It's one of my favorite episodes of the year. I've already have my notes for all the possible awards. You know why I like that episode? Because I get to wear a microphone and I don't have to actually record myself and send you a file. It's going to be brilliant. I can't wait to record you. All right. All right. Talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.